One of the central purposes of our radio ministry is to stir up in our listeners a robust confidence in the sufficiency of Jesus Christ for everything they need. As God's people satisfy themselves in the fullness of Jesus, He will become attractive to those around them. Welcome to the Bread of Life. As we listen today, let us pray that this desire will be met in our lives. Now here is our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5, we find Christ, the Son, speaking to the Father just before He came into the world. He says, A body you have prepared for me. The Lord Jesus' body was designed by God for the perfect obedience that He lived out on the earth. And believe it or not, your body was designed by God for that same purpose. You have been given a beautiful body, designed for a beautiful life. God has designed us or made us in such a way that the way that He has crafted our very bodies are perfectly fit and suited for the design He has for us. God, when He made Adam, shaped him out of the earth, of the clay of the ground, the Bible says, and God breathed into Adam a living soul. God has taken us not out of the clay of the earth, but out of the DNA of our mothers and our fathers, and together He crafts together a body for us, and then He breathes into us or places within that body our spirits and our souls, this great and vast part of us that has an unending element to it. Our bodies will pass away, but our spirits and souls will go on and on and on, either in the presence of God or away from the presence of God. But God has placed all of that into our bodies, and God has fashioned our bodies as a unit so that soul and spirit and body, we might know Him and love Him and obey Him. And we are wonderfully, beautifully designed for this purpose of obeying God and honoring God, spirit, soul, and body. That's why Romans 12.1 says that we are to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is our reasonable service. Or that phrase, reasonable service, could be our designed worship. And the idea is that God has designed us and our bodies for the reasonable outcome of worshiping Him. When the Lord Jesus said that the greatest command was to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, and he added with all your strength, he was directing us to use our bodies to carry out acts of love for God. And then when he said that you're to love your neighbor as himself, he was directing you to use your bodies, commanding you to use your bodies to carry out acts of love for others. And this is what you were beautifully designed for. You've thought about that? Your body is perfectly designed by God to fulfill its purpose of obeying Him and following after Him. 1 Corinthians 6.13 puts it this way, The body is meant for the Lord and the Lord is meant for the body. Your body has been created as a house of worship and service for the presence of the living God. It's a temple holy to be used for His honor. You were made so that with your bodies you could reflect the wisdom and goodness of God and every ability that God has given you was placed within you because it pleased Him. Every physical capacity you have, every impulse you have, every nerve of emotion that you have the potential of feeling was all given to you because God planned and constructed your body in such a way that you might use it to bring honor and glory to His name. You were designed, beautifully designed for a beautiful design. To glorify Him. So God prepared the body of His Son, the physical human body for His Son in the exact same way, and it was made perfectly, beautifully, 
for this one purpose, to obey God. Just in the same way your body was constructed, his body was constructed. It was created to obey him. If you understand that's true, you're not exactly wrong when you take a little baby, your little child, when it's first born in the hospital and you hold in its hands and you count its little toes and you count its little fingers and you see its little nose and you, you say, oh, she's perfect. He's perfect. She's so beautiful. So lovely. God designed them that way. They are. In that sense, they are. You are. Your body is perfectly designed to obey God. So was our Lord Jesus. You know, the sad thing is this. Although our body was designed so beautifully and perfectly for this, this is not how we have chosen to use our bodies. That's not how we're chosen to observe and to plot out the body that God has given another person. Instead, we've cast upon it our own desires and our own longings and upon ourselves. We've used our bodies as a delivery system for our own self-pleasure and our own self-worship and our own self-vanity. And we've used our bodies at times to serve idols of our own making. Even though God has delivered you, if you believe in Jesus Christ, God has delivered you from that life and that self-absorbed life. The fact is that those patterns are ones that you've learned and you can find yourself turning back to them, misusing this beautiful body that God has given you for a purpose that is wrong, to serve your own self and to serve and appease your own sense of vanity. But they were given to serve the Lord. They were given to serve others in love. I actually believe when we get to heaven, we're going to discover what it was that was beautiful about our bodies, and it's going to surprise us. It's going to be that body of that individual who has given themselves day in and day out to serve others and sacrifice and labor. That person who took on the position of a servant throughout their lives and has spent their body and used their body up, not worrying about exactly how it appeared to others, not worrying about whether it was you know, presented in the best possible way, but it was just given given to serve others and to serve the glory and honor of God, and it will be beautiful in His sight. I don't know who it was I heard say this, but it was one very famous pastor or preacher or evangelist who said that he believed that he would find and discover some old soul in heaven who had labored for the Lord in some distant place, who had labored under hardship and difficulty in a place where the world was resistant, someone in some far-off land and some jungle that we'd never been to that we might think was unenlightened, and a man who had seemingly accomplished very little. And he said, that's the man will probably, my first assignment would be to wash his feet. As he has a diadem and a crown far larger than mine, so beautiful and crowned, because it filled God's beautiful purpose. Do you know the Bible actually indicates to us that the Lord Jesus was not a particularly attractive specimen as a human being? Isaiah 53 verse 2 says of the Messiah that he grew up before us like a young plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He didn't have an impressive form or majesty that we should look at him, no appearance that we should desire him. Now, some individuals say that that's just a projection of what he looked like when he's hanging upon the cross, but... I'll remind you that when Judas went to betray the Lord Jesus, that they actually demanded that Judas go with them to find the Lord Jesus and point him out in the crowd because apparently Jesus didn't stand out in the crowd. He didn't have an appearance that somehow made him some physical specimen that made him more noteworthy than 
all the short little guys in that time period. No. What made his body beautifully designed was that it was designed by his Father to accomplish our salvation as he submitted it and subjected it to complete obedience to God's will. He had not come to be served, but to serve. What makes the body beautiful is how you use it, to what purpose it serves. Jesus had his eye on the beautiful body God had purposed for him, and God had made for him before he came. A body you've prepared for me. A body you've prepared for me. You know, you can say the same thing. A body you've prepared for me. The next thing I want you to see in the text is a beautiful resolve that's made by the Lord Jesus. He says, Behold, I come in the volume of the book. It's written of me to do your will, O God. This is what we find throughout the revelation of God's word is I've come for this very purpose. The Lord Jesus came to follow the Father's will. And in just a moment, we're going to consider that the ultimate purpose of the Father was that the Lord Jesus would present himself as that perfect sinless sacrifice, as a payment for our sins and punishment in our place. But in order for him to present himself in that way, he had to obey the will of the Father all the way to that point of sacrificial offering. Christ came with the resolve to use the body that he was given to in heart and soul and mind and body obey the will of God. That was his beautiful, glorious resolve. He came to live out in human form the obedience all of us were made for, but that all of us have fallen short of. And what a beautiful life he lived. Go, study the Gospels. Study his life. Read through them and consider the life of our Jesus and see for yourself how beautiful his life was. How beautiful in holy passions. How beautiful in patience. How beautiful at times in restraint. How beautiful at times in castigation of sin and evil. How beautiful in tenderness and gentleness and just the right moment and firmness and conviction the next. How beautiful in his conceptions of justice and mercy. Beautiful among the poor. Beautiful among the rejected. Beautifully authoritative among the religiously superior and proud. Read it. Study him. Look at his life. He is beautiful in his way and in his manner before the weak and the strong, before the young and the old, before the rich and the poor, before men and women. His life radiates a goodness that's powerful and potent and sways our souls still today with its dark and stunning beauty. And men who want to reject him can't seem to keep their eyes off him. He's beautiful. And do you know why he's beautiful in this way? He's beautiful because he lived out perfectly the will of God in determined obedience. That's why his life was so beautiful. Jesus lived a beautiful life because he lived a life completely surrendered to the will of God. Do you know what that means? The will of God is beautiful. God's commands for your life, God's desire for your obedience is a beautiful desire and a beautiful command Because God has designed for you a beautiful life. And He wants you to live it. Jesus lived this wonderful, beautiful, attractive, compelling life because He lived in utter surrender to the will of God. It's the life God desires for you as well. God desires that your life might be a life expressing and emanating and giving out the beauty of God's own will and God's own design. 
You want to give glory to God? Surrender yourself completely and totally to His will. And your life becomes beautiful and lovely. Our Lord Jesus came and lived that life, that beautiful life. He lived it out through His body in complete surrender to the purpose of His Father. And our Lord Jesus has come now so that He might live that life out through those who put their faith in Him. A life that's good and a life that's beautiful and a life that's lived for God's glory. And Christ has lived it for us to see and now Christ has lived it for us to possess. He came not only to live this beautiful life but to give this beautiful life and by faith to then live that life out through you and I as we trust in Him. You take that baby You hold him for a second. That body that was prepared for him. That will that he asserted to obey perfectly the will of God and the beauty of the life that developed out of that. And you understand that this life is yours to claim. His presence, his power, his purpose, his design. This life is yours to claim. That you can live a beautiful life as you submit and surrender yourself to him. One last thing here. Remember the context. God is doing away with animal sacrifices. They're going to come to an end. They're going to find their fulfillment by reaching the point at which they were designed. They were simply that photocopy of the gift he was going to fulfill when he sent his son. Thanks for joining us today at the Bread of Life. Our ministry is brought to you by the International Evangelism and Discipleship Ministry of Church Partnership Evangelism. And your support to our radio program and that work is greatly appreciated. To learn more about that work, go to cpeonline.org. And to learn more about our local fellowship here in Boise, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, may God bless you.